So a question we get all the time. All the time. Every week. Yeah. All, all, all three of us have gotten this question is about check-ins with your spouse. So at, you know, after betrayal has happened, um, uh, oftentimes couples will set up check-ins. And check-ins don't help sometimes. Sometimes they make things worse. Um, sometimes they do make things better. And so we just wanted to address this and talk about what is a healthy check-in, um, where do couples get hung up, and where are problems caused in checking in. So did you guys do do you guys yes. do check-ins? This was a big this was a this, battleground for us. Yeah. So we were doing the he didn't have an actual sponsor at the time when we were doing this check-in with each other. No. And he had a friend whom we love, who was their pretend sponsors for each other. However, they were not sponsors for each other. No. And um, not at all. It was like, hey, how's it going today? Um, I had a crap day. Yeah, me too, actually. Okay. Yeah. So, what else is up? Like, <laughs> it was it was completely. <laughs> it rubbish. was not. Yeah. And so I already had issues with that. Like that is not a sponsor. So check in with me. Right. And I wanted to build trust. I wanted to build safety. And I know that is what, those are the questions I get. They're like, wait, but this will build safety and trust. It does. I get it because I was there. And in my head, it made sense. Like, mm -hmm. no, this will help us. I need to know when you are thinking someone is beautiful. And when I was that early into recovery, it was not helpful for me to know every little thing that was in his head. Right. But it's not, it wasn't just like, thinking when someone's beautiful, but it's like when someone when beautiful he, walked like in front of me or like passed me by, it was, I mean, When he went more into um, the lust mode, I guess, right? Right. So um, my therapist, Amy, I remember her saying, Ashlyn, this is not a good thing. This isn't helping you guys move forward. You need to, Kobe needs to get an actual sponsor and you need to let go. Yes. So what, what you're <laughs> describing is, is the normal process that most couples go through, not everybody, where you, 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 know, you start to try to heal from this and quickly the wife becomes the, the, the control sponsor, parent. <laughs> the parent over the addict to help him stay sober. And, it, and then they, they do these check-ins that, that are about you know, checking in, to, uh, they're about safety, but, but really what they are are conversations where the spouse is in what we call the fear cycle. Oh, yeah. um, you're, you're in that fear cycle and you're just, you're listening and trying to, trying to control what's happening with, with Kobe. Um, and, and as you check in that way, trust is not being created um, in any way. And that's and a scary thing for, for the addict as well. It's like, because we're watching like nonverbals and we're watching like tone of voice and we're feeling like we're feeling betrayal trauma rise. And uh, so yes. we're getting like super triggered, like, oh, freak. Like, and, and what that is, is for me, what my experience was, and you have to correct me on this, Brandon, but that was like, it was almost like performance-based love in action. Like if she's triggered, then, then she doesn't love me. Well, and that's what, so check-ins are about getting together and being honest, right? Right. And connecting. Uh, and connecting. <laughs> well, I hear this all the time where the guys that I work with, they, they hate checking in with their wives. Because oh, it's a disconnect. Yeah, but they, it do, it, they do it anyways because they, they have to because 
they, you know, or the notion. Those are the boundaries that, that have been set. The boundaries have been set, so I have to do this. But they feel like they're they're on display and being judged, and every last thing they're saying is being criticized, right? And it can it just does not create connection, and it doesn't create trust in the relationship. And so let's talk about what is healthy. Okay, okay, so I think that's worth restating again because it was a big fight for Ashlyn. What you just said. You you make it, he's all, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it, it Just push foster, rewind, guys. <laughs> it does not create trust and safety. And, and it, what, what it is is that the wife is in the fear cycle. So what she's doing, she's obsessing about what's going on with her husband. She, she's wondering. She wants to know. She, and so it's a, it's a way to try to control. So let me ask you these questions. Let me be your sponsor so that I can get this information so then I have control over what's going on in my life and it doesn't create safety. It seems like it would because you're gaining more control over the situation. And you're being vulnerable by sharing that, right? Sure, <laughs> but why it's not creating safety is as much as you check in with him, as much as, as you're his sponsor or gather information after about like every last lust <laughs> trigger that he ever had, you don't have control over his addiction and you don't have control over his recovery, no matter if you're his sponsor or not. And, and so um, you want that, you want to be sure that he's not going to act out, but you can't control that. And so if your check-ins are about that fear and control, then they're actually going to undermine your ability to gain trust in him. Because what you're doing is you're getting in the way of him working his own recovery and him setting up his own recovery. Um, and you want to know that whether you're checking in with him every single day or not, that he's working his recovery, that he's solid, that he's doing what he needs to do. And so you need to step outside, you need to step, step away a little bit from that control and you just observe and watch to see if he's setting up his own recovery. He's manning up in his recovery and he's doing it, right? So am, am I making sense, guys? Oh, to me, yes. Yeah. And, and I'll say this too, that one of the reasons why I think that, that, that I conceded to this idea and this concept was because I, I knew how helpless I was in my own efforts to not, to try to not act out. I, I, I could not stop. And I was like, oh my God, I was floundering. So I was like, oh wait, maybe this is a good idea because maybe Ashlyn can help me to not be out well, of control. And, and we and, could, but that's the thought process of the addict. So Kobe, you're reminding me of some other things. So one, they want to use your, your wife to motivate you to, to not act out, yeah. right? Because I know that Ashley loves me and wants the best for me. And, and in truth, it's also been like really hard. Like once I actually admitted out loud, like when I admitted out loud to uh, one of the three therapists before we finally found specialized therapy that, okay, I had looked at porn and Ashlyn, you know, caught me masturbating. Like I finally said it. So I was like, oh, that was like a huge relief to say that out loud. Right. And it's like, okay, so maybe now she's going to help me because it's on the table. This seems like a good idea. Right. She loves me. She wants to help mm -hmm. me. But here, here's, one of the, here's one of the problems with that is one of the problems is an addict has so much shame and, and a loss of self-worth and self-confidence. And, and they've been looking at pornography or having an affair, trying sexually to get their, their validation and their worth from a woman. Oh, and so then you set up these totally. check-ins and the check-ins are, I need to perform and I need to get her to say, good job, you're a good boy. Mm -hmm. and, and you're getting your validation and your self-worth from her. And you can't get it from her. That's, that's not where you nope. get your self-worth. You get your self-worth from God. 
right? And so when you're going and, and you're trying to get her to say, good job, you're, you're working your recovery, um, then, then you're actually, you're actually, you're, you're acting out in your shame in that moment where she's trying to get you to step up as a man. So think about it. Here, you, here you are doing a check-in where she's honestly. in the fe- she's in the fear cycle, trying to control it, and you're wallowing in shame, trying to be compliant and show her that you're good enough. It's not going to create safety. Yeah. Right. This is like the quintessential train wreck that happens. Yeah. And we certainly were in that place. We were, and honestly, I feel a little bad when people email us or send us messages on Instagram asking the specific question because I'm pretty upfront about it because I've been there and I thought logically it made sense. It's normal. It's normal to go down this road. Um, But, but as you, as you do these check-ins, you'll find they don't work. No, it's not working. Well, and what I'm finding is people will reach out and say, our check-in isn't working. Um, I I feel like he's never telling the truth. Like it's Mm -hmm. not, even when they are maybe telling the truth, it's still, there's no trust still, right, in safety. And if they do share and they are not having slips, they're saying they're lying to me because they really are, I know they are. Right, <laughs> and that's that's quintessential fear cycle because yeah. if they do admit something, they're then, wrong, <laughs> if they then don't. it blows up, right? And if they don't admit something, then it blows up. And right? I was that person, I get it. Right. It's I mean, how, how, sadly how are, normal. In your defense though, and in the defense of all the betrayed, how do you not, get to that conclusion well it, you're in this pit of there's no safety and there's no trust like and it, getting out of it seems great like how is this ever gonna happen and i think why that just this is just from my perspective I, I think the reason why this is this is such a train wreck like a head-on collision train wreck like repeated over and over again is because every time and i want you guys to think about this who, who are listening every time you check in with each other the check-in that is not safe that does not foster trust it heightens each of your shame narratives in your head. Yes. Which is for the addict is, man, I'm, I'm no good. And she knows the truth about me, and I'm still no she's good. She's going to find out. And, yeah. and she's, she's going to reject me, and this mm-hmm. is horrible. And, and then for the, for, the, for the betrayed, every time I would check in with you, and I would be like, oh, Ashlyn, I, I messed up again, it would, in, I, I'm just assuming here, and you correct me if I'm wrong, it would just heighten the narrative in your head or intensify it. I'm not good enough. Clearly, I'm not good enough. He's not stopping. Yes. Right. Yes. So, so here, go ahead. Sorry. I'm going to ask the question that always gets the response when I give him my answer. Well, how am I supposed to trust that they're actually doing their recovery? How do I know that they're checking in with an actual sponsor if they're not doing it with me? Okay. So there, there's a very obvious answer to this and it's real, but it's going to take some vulnerability on the betrayed's part. It's going to take some letting go. So the, the analogy I always use is, um, you know, you're walking across a frozen pond and you're trying to get to the other side. If you're sitting there checking every step that you're taking to see if the, the ice is thick enough, are you safe as you're walking across that pond? No, you could fall in at any time and you're, and you're freaking out, right? Yeah. What you need to do is hop up on the shoreline a little bit and you, you're still next to that lake. You're still paying close attention to the temperature. You're seeing how cold it's getting to see how thick that ice is getting so that you don't have to check every step you're taking. So one, once, the, once the ice gets thick enough, you're ice skating out on that lake, you're having a good time, right? So it's the same thing with your relationship. Instead of checking every step you're taking, hop up on the shoreline and just observe and just watch and observe what you feel 
observe how proactive he is in his own recovery and just pay attention to, and, and see. Um, you want to know whether or not he's trustworthy and you're not going to create that trust. He's going to create that trust, right? And so you sit there and you observe and um, you'll know that he's trustworthy. What are, do you guys know the indicators of that? What are, what are the indicators that he's trustworthy? Well, his actions for me, it was not what he was saying as much as what he was doing. And it was very habitual routine, um, that I, I don't know. I talked about this in a a Facebook live uh, last week. He's honest, he's empathetic, and he's consistent. If he's those things and you're seeing that from him, then, then you don't, you're not going to have to every single day have a check-in to make sure that he's trustworthy. You'll know that he'll be honest regardless of whether you check in with him or not. Um, empathy is a, is a huge piece to this in that when he can connect to you and hold space for your emotions, we talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. right? Um, then you know that he's not wallowing in his shame. You know he's not stuck in his addiction. And so you can trust that he's probably not acting out. And when he's consistent at those two things, then it creates safety across the board. And so are check-ins um, helpful? They can be really good. Check-ins can be awesome. But make check-ins about connection. Mm-hmm. Don't make check-ins about, let's go down the laundry list of what you're doing for your recovery so I can be your sponsor and control your recovery. This was right. the point that, that came up a couple weeks ago that, that I that, that just kind of came to me in a light bulb moment was um, report... Um, it's, it's um, don't be accountable to the don'ts, be accountable to the do's of, of, of recovery. So, so um, my point is, is, is not, it, it's not always about, a check-in's not about, and, it's, and this is relative, right? But if you have a, so, so for me, I have a sponsor, right? And I check in about the do's and the don'ts with them. But the things that I want to report to Ashlyn are the things that I am doing. And of course, if I have a relapse, I've got to report that to you for sure. But it's like, like you said, it's like, let's check in on emotions. What are the what are the do's of the thing? Like I'm demonstrating by my do's that I'm. Um, but but even that, Kobe, that could turn sense? into the fear cycle type type thing. Like, Say more. Well, let me hear all the do's you're doing, so I know that we're safe, right? I I, I like what you're saying uh-huh. in terms of don't focus on the negative, uh-huh. right? But but she still could be like, okay, I want to check off all the That's check totally boxes. That's totally true. Once right? we stop doing a check in, we stop doing a check in. So um, he got a sponsor. I no longer knew. I saw him doing his daily activities. So I wasn't asking and he wasn't telling. I just saw. Uh, d- yeah. So I hope you guys heard that. That That's the difference right there is you weren't, you weren't just constantly following up and checking it out. You just, you just knew that he would. Yeah. It was just part of our, going to. our part of our lifestyle and it just became part of it. They're really good, healthy habits to have. So it's not like you're a weirdo if you're taking care of yourself. Right. Um, but it just became part of it. Yeah. Um, I'm not a no. no, you're not. No. You know, make check-ins about, uh, you know, take honesty and empathy and, and just say, look, for half an hour, we, I'm just going to try to be honest and empathetic with you well, about any topic at all, just to see where I'm at with my connection with you, mm-hmm. right? And make it all about attachment and connection, not about control, not, a, not about checking out lust, uh, you know, I've heard um, I've heard horror stories of, uh, you know, guys checking in 
about every thought that they've had throughout thought the day. Thought crimes. I like that. Dude, yeah. That's that's an alien. And triggering their triggering their wife like crazy. Yeah. Um, because they're over disclosing things yeah. that aren't really significant. Like the temptation that that comes and goes as quickly as it comes. There's right. No reason under the heaven why that ought to be reported because I think it's a healthy thing to recognize it, but it's also equally as important to recognize that it leaves as quickly as it comes. But but being being having a temptation like that is is part of being human. Right. And we're not we're not condoning hiding things or not being honest, mm-hmm. but we're just saying when when you're so um, obsessed on each little thought, oh, then it's just going to trigger you like it's crazy. crazy. Making, for sure, it's crazy making. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think to me, um, an- another I guess good kind of approach to to check ins. It's a really healthy thing. Is 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 emotions and because I'm a big believer that behind every relapse that I had, behind the acting out the the affairs, there was there was emotion that that um, that I could not deal with. That was the catalyst. It was like I had an emotional capacity, and as soon as that was amped out and full, and I sustained that for a long period of time because I wasn't sharing my emotions, right. and I would act out. So if you can day to day kind of alleviate the pressure, the emotion, the stress, the shame of 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 what you're feeling day to day of your emotions, and be vulnerable yeah. with your partner, then all of a sudden you get a peek behind the curtain as to what their day was like, and then guess what? It's less likely that that will carry over into the next day. That's, what, the, that's what a good relationship is all about, right? Yeah. Being able to do that with each other. You guys check in with your daughters every night. You guys have worry time, you call yeah, it? We call it worry time. Yeah, I, lo- I love this idea. Um, and if, you, if couples could think about it in this way too, well, what is worry time? Well, we do it. We do it as a family, but also like it started with our kids, and then we realized we should be doing this sort of too and so it's like what were your happy moments what were your sad what were your funny what were your worried um you're scared or you're angry and usually those kids they have something from the whole day they'll come home from school and say nothing but when it's bedtime and we're checking in it all comes out out. and sometimes they'll say i only had a happy moments today and it's like awesome right right Um, and there's no good or bad, right? You're just but listening, it's like validating, empathizing, yep. right? They sleep way better when we do it. And we, we never not do it. Right. But compared to before we did it, yeah. like it was harder for Lucy to sleep. It was harder. Anyways, it's just, it's just hard. Right. But, but notice what you just want. The list you went through is, is you check in with them about their emotions. Who are they? Like how, what, how they experience mm-hmm. the day. That's very different than... Hey, did you lust after a woman on the bus? <laughs> yep. <laughs> right? Well, and honestly, our kids are seven and nine. They're old enough to get that. And um, we started them a, a lot younger than that. So don't feel like you have to wait till they're older. Um, but we also have the feeling wheel. And if you go to feelingswheel.com, you'll see it. One of our clients bought the domain so that everyone could see it. <laughs> really? That's oh, awesome. It's so rad. funny. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of trying to find my hard copy. I'm just going to put it up online. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we use that. Mine's printed out um, next to my bed. And then we have a kid version on the fridge. My daughter, who's nine, came in the other day. I was laying on the bed. She had a tough day. She grabbed the feeling wheel from by my bed. So it's in cursive even. Like, it's an adult one. And she just started saying what she was feeling. Right. That's See, that's how we check in. She's checking in with you, yeah. right? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. So, and that is absolutely connecting, and that's and what you want. Yes, it's safe because because what happens now is that if Ellie happens to see like a bad picture that day, right? In, in reference to good pictures, bad pictures, 
right, where she essentially sees porn in some in some variation. To her, yeah. Um, she shares that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I saw that picture today. Yeah. I was like, okay, tell me about it. Right. And, oh, I, I saw that on Spotify. See, there's and, openness, there's honesty, there's connection. And and Ellie has tested the waters. And this is kind of getting off topic a little bit, but she says, well, I was like, Dad, I, I got to share something, but I think you're going to be mad at me. And, and, it's, and it's a great opportunity for me to say, guess what? You can never share anything that I'm going to be mad about. Right. This is totally safe. And she's like, okay. And she always shares it. But she stopped saying that. But there was a season, probably I think early this year in Q1, that she would say that. She would preface whatever she shared with that. And I'm like, it's cool. She's testing the waters. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's um, if you can do that equivalent with your partner, with your spouse every day, well, that's and I what think, you really want. I think che- really check-ins want. get better and better if, if you're a good communicator and you're a good listener. So if you're safe and you can listen, then check-ins are awesome. I love checking in with my wife because I love connecting with my wife. And if we can go get vulnerable and talk about her day, her struggles, her what, what was good for her, um, that's awesome, right? So check-ins are great. And that's really what we want because the opposite of addiction is connection. Is connection. Yeah, so it's not shame and fear and control and all of those things. And I'm telling you right, right now that if, you, if you're scared to do this, I'm telling you, the draw, the pull, the need to act out will decrease significantly when you connect. Yeah. I want to say there's a lot of bad information out there about check-ins. So just be, you know, if let's say you go to a therapist or read a book about how to do this and you start doing it that way and it just is causing all kinds of problems and doesn't work, um, then, then change it up. Don't feel like you have to force these check-ins and do them a certain way um, just because somebody's telling you that sure. e- either it's going to work for you or it's not. Yeah. And so, so where would you say to find a proper sponsor? Oh, um, that's important. That, yeah. I, you know, find where would, would I say it depends on, you can go to 12 step groups and most 12 step groups, there's some healthy people there. Um, you might have to shop some, some groups too, like go to various meetings, different locations. Yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say so much where the the, the people who really want to sponsor they can find a sponsor, yeah. both both the betrayed and the addicted, and and I think that's important to distinguish is is um, the betrayed needs a sponsor as well right or, or a support person or a um, shame partner a shame partner what whatever it. whatever we want to call yeah. them, right. um, but what I would say is it's not where it's what you're looking for in that sponsor and so. Um, you're looking for somebody who's, who's, we just talked about this, who's not going to keep you stuck in your victim. Um, you're looking for a sponsor that's going to encourage you and, and hold you accountable to staying, staying honest and open with your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's things that need to be disclosed, then they'll push you to disclose it. Yeah. They'll stretch you. They'll be honest and they'll safe, sh- but the right one is going to stretch you, which I know exactly what that's like. <laughs> and that's, that, that's kind of sponsored. Absolutely. And, and, and they'll also guide you and on your recovery. They've been there before and they'll, they'll mentor you. Yeah. And so you can find those at 12-step meetings. You can find them at therapy groups. Um, just in, in recovery communities, you can find people. I was just going to add one thing that you should also be looking for, not should, but you could, <laughs> um, is something that I think is important, Kobe's mentioned, is that they're helping you learn from when you do fall. And yes. not just like, oh, well, 
yeah, go tell your wife, like, let's walk through it and figure out where maybe there's a disconnect or boundaries that need to be and, set. And they're, they're, they're not coming from this place of perfectionism. And, and it's helpful for your spouse to know that you have that type of support and it's safe for her to, to, you know, it's really helpful for you to, if you have to disclose something to come and say, look, I already worked it through with my sponsor and I need to tell you this thing. And this is how, what I've learned from it. This is how I've grown, but you need to know it. Right. So. Awesome. What was it like for you just in wrapping up? What was it like for you once you finally let go and I got a sponsor? It actually wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. I think the, the whole idea was harder than it actually was. Uh huh. And which sounds weird, so but you said to be like Elsa. I had to let it go. Right. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Awesome. Okay, guys, thanks That's for listening. It. If this has helped you in any way, guys, please share this. Please share yes. this because you never know who is who is in need of this very topic and how they can benefit. Oh, one last thing and while we're doing shameless plugs about sharing our stuff. <laughs> but we're doing an awesome workshop September 30th yes. online. online. Which means anywhere in the world you can join. And you can join in your pajamas. Um, but it's a real workshop where you'll we'll be live and we'll be able to answer a lot of your questions and give you a lot of tools and things like that. Those so, are rad discussions, honestly. Those are some of the, the coolest moments is to have real-time discussions with real-life issues and problems in a very safe place. Right. And tickets on. Yeah, you go to betrayedaddictedexpert.com and sign up there. So, Or our Facebook page. Yep. Thanks, guys. All right, see you guys.